So I bought a new trash can. Ooh. And it's automatic. Oh, what an adult purchase. (laughs) (laughs) What a thing to be excited about. We shut that. You know what? I needed you to. You just fucking popped my bubble, you asshole. I thought I was so excited about the trash can yeah. and tell you all the stories and the adventures that I'm having with my automatic trash can. Oh, no. That's pretty great. Pre- please I proceed. I am so I'm so old. Now oh, yeah. I feel bad. Yeah. Okay. So whatever. Your, shut your, up. Your knees are going to start cracking soon. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> my neck already cracks at the gym now. It pisses me off. So I got this new trash can because the last trash can I have is like the foot operated one. You like to press the lever down and the thing comes up. However, yeah. mine's not built in with like the fancy schmancy like slow slow lid clothes. Oh, I remember. Yeah, and it's loud and it always scares me because I don't like loud noises. So uh, it's been getting gross and it's kind of been smelly because it's a pain in the ass to clean. And I was like, you know what? Um, it needs to go. We need to get something a little bit more simple, maybe something more automatic and be fancy. So it showed Ooh. up on Amazon. I was like, I want that one. So I bought it and now the cat is... F- fucking terrified of it because he doesn't <laughs> understand that poor baby that it's automatic because like i'll walk past it and it'll open just because like i have a very like tight tight kitchen yeah. and so there's not a place for a trash can in the kitchen so i make it work so i walk past it and it opens scares the fuck out of the cat because he's like what the hell was that noise and so as and it takes six seconds to close so as soon as he figures out like it, every the coast is clear uh-huh. it closes and he just takes the fuck off running and it's <sighs> it's, it's it's been my entertainment for the last week that poor sweet baby. He's so dumb. Well, but anyways, yeah. that was that was a mini that was a mini story. So I want to say two words. Okay. Two words of a story. Okay. okay. Do I need like... to like respond to the two words or like wait for you to tell the whole story? No, no. The the two okay. words will will elect a response from you because you know okay. what you should know what the two words are and it should okay. should like reminisce a story in your head and you'd be like, oh fuck. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Pocket earrings. Oh my god. I haven't thought about that in so long. I don't even know what to do with myself in this Bro. moment. I, I haven't thought about pocket earrings. Bro. Wow. I, th- rem- I remembered that the other day and I was like, holy shit. I cannot, <sighs> I cannot believe I remember that. So let's, I cannot let's, believe that happened still. I still am like, what the fuck was that whole shit show? So let's let's everybody pay attention to this story because we're actually going to break it down a little Ooh. bit further than as I tell the story, right? I'm standing in line pre-COVID, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm at I'm at Zoe's place of work. They're ha- well, you were oh. having like a sale or something, right? Or I came in something sort of... Something stupid. Sp- something st- it's probably something stupid. <laughs> it's always something stupid for me to be in that fucking store. <laughs> so I get, I get my shit and I'm in line. I don't even remember what I was buying. I remember I was standing there, and you were, like, the only cashier, and I was like, I yeah. want Zoe. And I'm standing there, I'm the next person in line, and Zoe's the only cashier there. And some guy has the audacity to take his his ring, his middle, his middle index finger, index finger, and he takes, like, the back side of it, and he rubs it on the back of my arm. And Ooh. I ignore it. I ignore it. Because I'm like, I don't know who just touched me, grazed me. I'm not acknowledging it. So then he fucking does it again, and he whispers, hey, in my ear. Hey. I'm like... Oh yeah, fucking. Yeah. So I turn around, Ooh. just some weird old, not like not too old, not like seventies old, but like fifties old, bald, and then no, he's like with some age. other, yeah, middle aged man. There we go, middle aged man with some other goofy ass looking motherfucker. Might have been his like older son. I have no fucking clue. Two guys, right? Oh god. So this guy looks at me. He goes, "Do you want some earrings?" And I went, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> and he went, do you want some earrings? Yeah, like, do you want some earrings? So he pulls out this pack, like a card, the cardboard, like, flat back thing 
of earrings oh. where they're like where they're like snapped around the cardboard, yeah, right? Punched through. So he explains how he ordered something on Wish, or he said from China, and I was like, whatever. And he he also got earrings in. He's like, obviously, I don't have anywhere to put in earrings. So like I've been going around asking women if they want earrings. And he's like, look, see, like, look and see how many earrings are gone. Like, obviously, women have taken them. And I'm like, not for reasons you think, buddy. And he's like, do you want some earrings? And I'm like, no. Nope. I don't. He was like, what? Like, come on. Like, they're just, like, they're just earrings. Take some. And now I'm like, I have at this point now oh 10 God. piercings in my head, right? I have nine in one ear, three in the other, and then one in my nose. But not at the time, I only had, I didn't have the nose piercing at the time. So I had uh, nine in my head. But I have my set particularly the way that I want it to, as usually people who have a lot of piercings in their head do. They don't just fucking stick shit in, especially not out of someone's fucking pocket. So fucking pocket earrings. So I'm like, no, bro. I just, just, I'm like, no, thanks. I'm good. I was just polite about it. I was like, I don't, this is fucking weird, but I'm like, I was. And I was like, no, I'm good. Like, thanks. He's like, like, oh, come on. Like, just take some earrings. And I'm like, dude, I don't want earrings. Now, I'm going through all the reasons in my like in my head of, like, why I don't want these fucking earrings. One, they're in your pocket. Two, I'm allergic to... I'm sensitive to nickel. I can't have that cheap shit in my ear. I'll fucking break out and it'll be gross. And then yeah. two, again, like I said, I have my setup. I don't want whatever the fuck these yeah. earrings are. They're just stud earrings. So I uh, was like, no, nah, man. Like, like, I'm good. Like, it's okay. He's like... Oh, you're making me feel bad. Which and I still I'm like, don't understand to this day. Right. Because it's ah. like, if you engage in a conversation and you're asking a question, don't be surprised when someone tells you, no, no. I am not responsible for your feelings or I am no. not here to make you feel good. God, no. The answer is no, I don't want your oh. earrings. So he's like, but you're, you're making me feel bad. And my literal response to that was, you'll be okay. <laughs> I remember that. Ooh, he's like you're making okay. me feel he's like you're making me feel you're making me feel like a like i'm like like a what and he's like like a like a pimp and i'm like what the fuck that doesn't make any sense like an earring pimp i don't think that's how that works i he's like you're i, I guess i was making him feel dirty or something by telling him no like i was making him feel weird that he was offering me earrings which i'm fucking glad that i did it uh, was fucking weird, weird. Yeah. so i'm like so i just i kind of turned back around Ugh. And like he he rubs his finger on my arm again, oh, and Jesus. I turn back around and I'm like, yeah. He was like, "Don't be mad at me," and I was like, "Bro, You're I'm not mad. What? I just don't want your earrings. Like, I don't oh, want Lord. your fucking earrings." And so he then proceeded to say to me, "Well, why can't you just put another hole in your head? You already got so many as it is." And I was like, "What?" So now you're going to insult me to try and take your fucking earrings. Jesus. So I turned back around. I didn't acknowledge him. I didn't even say anything. Um, I was completely, like, so blown yeah. off that this guy was trying to offer me these disgusting earrings. What in the fuck? I was, like, what? Like, I was like, what uh. world am I in that someone has the audacity to come up to me and be like, here's some earrings. You want some? No, go the fuck away. And the only thing that I could think of is like these poor uh. women are also in the same boat of like, is this guy going to murder me? Yeah, like, right. Wh- who? It's just, it's so strange. You, like, it's so, throw them in the trash. Don't right. eat them. I get yeah. a niece. I don't know who to, I, or your, your nephew might pierce his ears. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. No, what? do whatever you like. But like, 
The first time somebody <laughs> says no, you go, okay, cool, no worries, have a good day. And that's the end of it. Right. But the wow. fact that he was so upset that I told him no was what was actually flooring me oh about the gosh. whole situation because I, I couldn't process what I couldn't understand why he was getting upset that I told him no and yeah. I wasn't taking them because I was like, they're disgusting. I don't want I was like, I have steel grade. I have surgery grade steel earrings in my ears. Yeah, only only I will not put anything else in my body, which I'm is not, fine. Right. And I'm not. I'm not taking your cheap ass earrings. What the fuck is this like? Ugh. So, so finally, finally, I'm like, God, so I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying to like telekinetically, like, Zoe, Zoe, hurry the fuck save up, me. Zoe, please save me. I'm trying to like make eye contact. I'm like, bitch, look at me, look at me. So, oh, so, um, I finally that you wave me up. I'm like, Zoe, Zoe, you have to Let me show you like, what happened. I was like, the guy behind me is is offering me earrings, and he, she's like. What? What? And I'm like, Wait, the guy. You me? see the ball? You see the ball guy behind me? Yeah. Oh my god. He's offering me earrings from his pocket. Like he wants me to take his dirty lint pocket earrings. And here we are, pocket earrings. What did you do Ooh. to him? Do you remember what you did to him when I walked away? I don't. Like I feel like he came up to me and I was just like, "Hey, how you doing?" And like did my normal thing because he didn't offer me pocket earrings. No <laughs> issue with me. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know if it's just the red hair he didn't want to make me mad. I don't know. Probably because I made him realize he was a fucking weirdo for doing that. But anyways. Because it's super weird. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea why. What was going through that man's head? I don't. I don't. I remember that. Like, I remember that. And I, I just stood in the middle of my living room and I was like, huh, that really did. That did happen. It did. Yep, that that was a real thing that occurred. Pocket earrings okay. happened. So I wanted to I remind know. you of the story because if I had to, if I had to relive the trauma, you needed to live through it with me too. Oh my god, I I have since used the phrase "you'll be okay." Like yeah, you'll be okay. At work. Yeah. So like, cause in the south, um, some of y'all are from here, but in the south, when you're in customer service, the best way to get people to be nice to you is to be an asshole. But yep. like gently. Yep. So when when somebody says something or like it's usually older men typically. It's typically <laughs> always older men that like to do this, which I don't really understand, but here we are. Like they'll say something snarky or they'll like try and get you stumped or whatever, and you just steamroll over him and just, "Oh, you'll be okay." And when they're like, "Oh no, you really hurt my feelings" or whatever. "Oh, you don't have any coupons? That really hurts my feelings." And I'm, oh, "You'll be you'll okay." Be okay. And then they start to laugh and everything is fine and they can have a regular conversation. I don't get it. I'm so glad that that actually worked for you. <sighs> oh, yeah. All the time. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't. Sometimes they just get mad and I'm like, well, you're already grumpy. Here we are. But <laughs> the South <laughs> is a weird place. I think everywhere is kind of a weird <laughs> place. I Actually, in the North, they don't talk to you as much. I'll be honest. And I kind of like that. That's, anyways. Yeah. I'm yeah. totally fine with that. That's okay. Let's get our thing done and like go on. We don't need to have a conversation. I don't want to know how many kids you have. I don't know. I want to know about your grandbabies. Like, I was, I, I, I was, I was reading, uh, reading a Google review where uh, I was looking at this place before I went over. Mm -hmm. It was like a, a, a fucking uh, grocery store. It was an international yeah. grocery store. And one of the complaints was they don't, they don't talk like they act like you don't exist when you go through the checkout line. I was like, perfect, get in the car. I don't Sold. want someone to acknowledge me when I'm trying to check out. Just ring up my shit and leave me alone. 
Yeah, seriously. Like, I, whenever I go to the grocery store, like, I don't want to talk to the people because I know what it feels like to be the person that everybody wants to talk to. So it's just, hey, how you doing? You doing good? Cool. That's it. So glad that we could have this fucking interaction. Amazing. Yeah, it's, hey, man, I hope the rest of your day isn't as hellish as it started, I'm sure. Have a nice day. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say. <sighs> yeah. Man. Yeah. Pot kitty rings. Oh. But well. you want to know... What isn't weird like pocket earrings? What? Spooky stories. Ah, I don't know. These might be pretty weird. Bring it. I want to know. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Am I flipping? Yeah. Do we do okay. a thing before we flip or do we just flip? I'm going to flip. I do this. I <laughs> I do the f- every fucking episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Flip Patreon announcement. Tell story. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Flippy flip. We good? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I've been watching a lot of Resident Evil Village. I want booty ass because Lady Demetrix's butt. Her boobs. Are you kidding me? I mean, her butt though, too. She just, she big lady. Well, I she guess, um, thick. I guess everyone now knows where we stand on that spectrum. Here we are. <laughs> no shame. I'm happy. Uh, I got I got head, so I go first. <gasps> okay, that's fine. Fine. Is it? Okay? Did you want to go first? No, no. This is fine. Uh, okay. Did me. you want it to land on booties? So, okay. Also, this is your PSA that coins are not magnetic. You're just greasy. <laughs> All, right. Ah! All right. Anyways, if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. If you do know what I'm talking about, listen to what I just said. So, anyways, I got a story about that. I had a dinner that, with my yeah. mom and my brother. And my brother goes, there's a small portion of the population that after getting the COVID vaccine, I'm gonna, their arms, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to fucking, I'm going to fucking falcon punch your brother so fucking hard the next time I see him. Go ahead. What did that dumbass say? Uh, there's, a, there's a small portion of the population that uh, after they get the vaccine, their arm and the ejection side becomes magnetic. I'm going to fucking, please tell me <laughs> you serious. told him. My mom and I looked at each other, and then we looked at him, and all we could do was laugh. Because both of us, like, were by mutual agreement. We're like, he's a fucking idiot. You're greasy. So. Put yeah. baby powder on your skin that's and then do it Do it again. What did, and then what did he say to that? He was like, well, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's how it works. And I was like, mm, you don't think. <gasps> so. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was how that conversation went. It kind of ended there because we were going to start fighting. And mom was like, let's talk about something different. (laughs) You don't think. That was a fun time. That was good shit. Are you okay? No, that was such a good good comeback. (laughs) Well, I don't Uh, think it works like that. You don't think. (laughs) Yeah, I just stared at him. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. That was fun. That was a good time. That was was glorious. Uh, Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, fuck. Okay. All right. Move right along. (laughs) (laughs) This is the part of the... No. No. Yep. If you want to support what we do... There we go. If you want to support what we do, uh, be sure to check us out at Patreon at patreon.com slash haunt her. I barely know her. We have two tiers. We have a medium tier worth $5, and you can subscribe to that for close friends on instagram and a shout out on our podcast and then you can sign up for the seven dollar tier where you get access to bonus material we send you a sticker and then you get all the stuff in the five dollar tier Woo. beep boop bop boop there we go okay we done yay all right good job now Thanks. spook me spook you all right this one that's my request 
This one, this one's a, this, this is a goodie. Are you ready for this? I stumbled. Yes. What the fuck are you, what are you doing? Hang on, sorry, my screen Me? says it up. I don't... Your notes? Okay. Okay, let's try that again. Technical okay. difficulties. Okay. Um, don't know what the hell happened there. Um, yeah, so I stumbled across this one, and it's called, yeah, Lemp Mansion. And legendsofamerica.com did a great job doing the whole research on this. So I was like, fuck yeah, uh, let's go. Wimp Mansion in Time Magazine Uh was noted to be one of the top 10 most haunted places in America. Ooh, spicy. Oh, yes, indeed. And it is fucking haunted. Um, The story begins with a a man named Jonan Joanne Adam Lemp. I don't know how to pronounce his first name. He went by Johan, maybe? You know, that sounds better. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to call him Johan. <laughs> I'm going to quit. I'm going to stop. <laughs> You're doing I'm great. Gonna, I'm going to. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's fine. Do you want to know what I think every time I hear limp? What? Either limp biscuit or limp, limp dick. dick. Yes. Yeah. Those okay. are, those are my, where the two, two paths my brain takes. So it's fine. Okay. I will I will accept Limp Biscuit as yeah as patron to this. Okay. Okay. So he this this we're gonna Johan Fuckle <laughs> Adam Lemp who came overseas in Germany in eighteen thirty eight. So we're we're going back a little bit, right? Yes. Um Adam Lemp built a small grocery store which apparently is now known as Delmar and Sixth Street. I'm disappointed. He should have opened a bakery and called it Limp Biscuit. Shut <laughs> up <laughs> shut up oh my god you're welcome no you're fired um it sold household items groceries and their homemade beer oh okay is that is that acceptable is that uh, okay that he did that limps uh, brewskis so no been. yeah no you're no you shush you're, you're done german beer i accept Okay. Uh, the recipe for the beer, which was a, a light golden lager, became so popular that he just said, fuck the groceries, we're doing only beer. Fuck the groceries, I just fuck, want a brew. Fuck, fuck the groceries, we're no longer eating, only beer. That's acceptable. The, yeah, I, f- I figured for a German. This, this, his, his brewery became so popular that he actually, this is important, this is important for later, okay. incorporated a local cave system into the housing of his beer using ice from the Mississippi and would put it inside of the cave. Oh, that's fancy. So right in that area, there are caves that run underneath the grounds of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, you can actually kind of maybe go down there. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that part in a second. So okay. he's, so he kind of like was like, these caves are mine. <laughs> I stake a claim. Yep. And then he started putting his beer down there because it's like 65 degrees period down there. Yeah. The, the the Lemp's Western Brewing Company is what he called it. Did so okay. did did well throughout the 1850s, and and Adam Lemp died a millionaire. Okay, damn. His his son in 1864 completed a new plant for the brewery, which still stands today, to meet the increasing demands of of the brewery right so they're getting okay. popular everyone it's like a the lager that they made was like this new and improved like they never had a light beer before it always had been like a deep brew kind of beer mm-hmm. so it was something different it was definitely taking off in the u.s nice with his expansion the limp held a lot of wealth and power in the st louis area and even in the beer market like u.s beer market like not yeah. just okay so william's father-in-law jacob 
Frykrick, Frekrick, something. That's the last name. Built a house just a stone's throw away from the Lemp Brewery. This would be the Lemp Mansion that William purchased in 1876. Oh. Okay. So that's how the that's how the mansion came to be. Yeah. Following. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm following. So he purchased this mansion from the father-in-law and then used the house for the family and as an auxiliary office to the brewery. William immediately started to renovate the 33-room house to make it more of a Victorian showpiece. So it's like a, it's very lavish. Three rooms. Correct. It's a mansion. It's massive. It's huge. It's like, there's like three floors. I should have known mansion, but. Yeah, yeah. Wow. 33. Okay. Yeah, 33. Um. A tunnel was built from the base of basement of the mansion to the brewery, utilizing the caves that were naturally occurring underneath. So the there's man-made caves that mm-hmm. like the to kind of like get into the man to, into the main caves that pre-existed, and okay. the pre-existing caves that go from the brewery basement to the basement of the mansion you cannot go through anymore. They won't okay. let you. Have they collapsed or are they I'll in danger too? Oh, okay. I tell you okay. why. I tell you we'll why. There. I'll tell you why here a little bit. I'll tell you if why. I was patient. Yeah, if you shut the fuck up. <laughs> Can't. Can't stop, won't stop. So with with these caves underneath and having a fuck ton of money, things like an auditorium, theater, a concrete swimming pool with hot water, and a uh. bowling alley were added to the caves. Wow. Yep. I have gone into the wrong business. <laughs> Obviously, I need to start brewing beer and yes. start a microbrewery and move somewhere with tunnels. Yep. Yeah. You I, I my, my life path, my life trajectory needs to change completely. Yeah. Like, I know you're close to getting the associates, but fuck it. Yeah. No, fuck that. Like, apparently. Like, just buy Woo. yourself a uh, beer starting kit right now and then okay. get started. Yeah. I mean, okay. they're like 150 bucks sold. Let's sold. go. Um. You'd have you've had a pretty good run in with the red silo though. They're pretty good. I mean, yeah, that's true. But here have we you are. had have you had their panty dropper? No, I haven't. But now that I know the name, I'm gonna have to take. So like, my mom didn't get a, a party for her retirement. So a there friend, yeah, a friend of hers that I work with, we're both like, mm, we're gonna go get mom drunk, and I'm gonna take her and buy her some panty dropper and see what happens. It's it's the strongest that's <laughs> the strongest alcoholic beverage they have in the house. That's and awesome. Fun fact: while I was there, because yeah. uh, we did we went there for Kevin's graduation, uh-huh. and uh, I was like, I just want the strongest thing that's here because that's how I just rock and roll sometimes. So I looked up at the thing, I saw that panty dropper was the thing, and I was like, Can I get a panty dropper? <laughs> I bet she said it like that too. I bet that's exactly I what she said. I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. So. <laughs> oh my god i did so i'm looking you know how the beers they have the the levers the taps yes 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 thank you the ta- i don't <laughs> fucking know alcohol get you don't drink my a lot of beer it's fine yeah so so i'm looking at the tap mm-hmm. and i'm like what the f-? it's it's custom but i can't understand i don't understand what it is and i'm uh-huh. sitting there and i'm processing it and i'm pro and i'm like i don't fucking understand and i'm looking at this son bitch for like five minutes and i'm like what the fuck? It is a silhouette of a woman pulling down her panties. That's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. I so, am sold. I'm so stupid. So if you're ever in Cookville, Tennessee, and you stop yeah. by Red Silo, order the panty dropper and look at the tap. Anyways, there's a there's an Easter egg for you. That's beautiful. All right. All right. Uh, where did I stop? Okay, panty so dropper. You're it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
what we were talking about. No, we're going to move along. Okay, so I'm in my notes. Okay, so when when the brewery introduced another beer, the, the company even became more of a national presence. So they started even, okay. like, getting, like, national fame. Like, the they were getting, like, a... Like a like a like a semi famous yeah kind of like they're getting like semi famous people okay. instead of just the the beer itself. So nice. the Limp 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 Western Brewery was the first brewery to have a coast to coast distribution of beer. Holy shit! William yes, William also helped Pabst, which is the the blue rib the blue ribbon. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. No one, no one knows it by Paps. It's Blue Ribbon. Um, Anheuser and Bush all get their beers started. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's kind of cool, actually. Yes. Huh. So with with all that, so they built this empire, em, em, empire of beer, right? Beer pyre, yes. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the family started to go through tragedy one by one it's all f- it's fucking downhill from here it is oh, we're going no. straight down i'm going to give a massive trigger warning i'm going to talk about about four suicides and a lot of death going on so buckle in if this is too much take a pass it's all right no judgment um but just oof a lot okay. of suicide we're just gonna shotgun blast this here we go you ready yeah let's go at the age of 28 william senior so the guy i've been talking about is yeah. has been william this entire time William Sr. 28. Okay. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. At the age of 28, William Sr.'s oldest favorite son, Frederick, okay. passed away from heart failure. So the oh, son, wow. Frederick, yes, passed away at the age of 28 due to heart failure. Shit. Yes. A few years later, William Sr.'s friend, Frederick Pabst, the guy who started Blue Ribbon, also died. Both Fredericks? Yeah, That's I guess weird. he named his. I guess he named his son after Frederick Pabst. I have no idea. That's weird. Okay, proceed. Yes. So basically, because of these two deaths, like his best friend's death and his son's death, it left William completely indifferent of the functions of the brewery, and he did eventually commit suicide in the mansion in 1904 when his health started to uh, decay. So he shit. He put a. Okay. Depending on who you ask, it was either heart or the head. I think it was supposed to be the head. Uh, Used a revolver off himself, and then his son, William Jr., who we will call Will, was the one who actually ran okay. to get, get to up to the room, blah, blah, blah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So his his son, William Jr., who I also will refer to, refer to as Will for short, took over as the president of the brewing company and, and also inherited the mass fortune. Okay. He and his wife, Lillian began to spend their inheritance on everything like making the house even more lavish and then also buying mm. more servants so they they started they started spending Lillian was apparently a very beautiful woman who also came from a very wealthy family herself and will like to show her off as like a prize piece yeah only when it suited him though oh. he would sometimes get so tired of her he would throw a thousand dollars at her and said that if she did not spend it she would get no more money what the <laughs> fuck what? you don't even have to like each other at that point you can just right. piss him off just to go buy yourself something right so that's a thousand dollars in like the early 19 or like in 1904 a thousand dollars a day what do you buy like four cars 
she had to go figure it out because if she didn't spend that money, she wasn't getting any more money. That's so insane. To keep, to keep her busy and to keep her out of the house, she had to go spend money while he threw parties in the caves with oh, prostitutes. No. Oh, no. Those aren't the fun parties. Those are the danger parties. <laughs> the A lot of danger parties. Oof. Blech. Okay. Um, but here's where things also started to get even more messy. He, Will, ended up having a son with another woman. Oh, no. Not, not his wife. Whoops. However, the boy was hidden in the attic of the mansion, but it was only rumored that he existed. What? Why? Why? And, and, and a historian interviewed a nanny and a chauffeur that worked for the mansion and did, in fact, confirm that this boy existed. The boy was born with Down syndrome. Oh, no, baby. And was hidden away as a shame to the family in the attic of the house. That sweet child. Yep. That's not okay. Yeah. Uh, today, which is disgusting, I absolutely hate this, and I really wish they would stop doing this. Uh, he is only known today as Monkey Face Boy. and still No! And still shows his face in the mansion today what? as a ghost. He didn't even have a fucking name. That sweet baby. I'm so sad. Yeah. It's pretty pretty disgusting. So there's that. Uh, so moving right along. In 1908, Will filed for divorce from his trophy wife, Lillian. I mean, yeah. 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 So the, the divorce made front page news as it was quite the scandal with a violence, drunkenness, atheism, and cruelty. Oh, spicy. Oh, spicy. Okay. So... <laughs> Will and Lillian did not officially get divorced. No, did. Excuse me. They did officially get divorced. Okay. And Lillian won custody of their son and retired from the public eye. So uh, okay. they had a they had a son, uh, William Lemp the third. Okay. So I Lillian wish got- they would just have called them William the third or Will- William Junior Junior. But that's what my brain did first, and then I was like, "That's not right." And you Why? said William the third. Your, your, your brain needs help. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so she got william the third and then she fucked off out of the public eye so after the divorce in 1906 nine of the largest breweries in st louis combined forces to become independent brewery breweries company okay in that in that fucking crazy nine of them got together and they're like fuck this guy yeah because yep. that's that's like they're that's going to be lump singular competition right Correct. It, it was the very first time the Lemp Brewery have ever faced any competition of that size. Ooh. And that Spicy. same year, Will's mother passed away due to cancer. Ooh. As the years passed on, the brewery started to decline, as well as not keeping up with the equipment and using state-of-the-art equipment for the brewery industry. So the company was just hanging in there. So he wasn't even doing maintenance on his own shit, and he also wasn't adopting anything that was new and invented into okay. the system. Right. Okay. So he's just not staying relevant or staying current and not like doing what he needs to do. No, he's he's just basically treating it as a cash cow and whatever comes in comes in. If nothing comes in, oh well. That's dumb. That's dumb. Will in 1915 married for a second time to Ellie Limberg. Ooh. However, the prohibition started in 1919. Whoops. Oh yep. no. So he held on as long as he could. However, Will unexpectedly closed the plants and never notified any of his workers. So they showed up one day to work and the doors were barred shut. Holy shit. And that shit. was that. Yup. What, what an, an asshole. asshole. Yup. 
Wow. In 1920, Elsa Lemp Wright, this would be Will's sister, okay, killed herself just like her father did. Oh, God. Okay. Yep. So Will started to liquidate all of the Lemp Brewery assets, only selling for a fraction of what the company was worth before the prohibition. So like he was he was worth like seven right. million before the prohibition, and he got like maybe half a mil for just the building. Well, yeah, that makes sense because nobody can exactly go in and start the business again because nobody can sell any sign of alcohol. Correct, which is wild. Ugh. Will then slips into depression and added with chronic illness. In mm. nineteen twenty-two, he shot himself with a revolver in the in the mansion like his father did. Oh my god! Ha ha ha! Will's brother Charles moved into the mansion and remodeled it into a residence. So kind of like took out the offices and stuff like that. Yeah. And lived in the house with just two servants and the illegitimate child from Will in the attic. Okay, so like the whole family knew about it. Yes. Wow, that's even worse. That's more fucked up. Yeah. So also Charles, the brother Charles, he kind of like Charles and there was another brother we'll get to in just a second. They both renounced the family. They were just like, we want nothing to do with yeah. the brewery. We want quiet lives. So this brother Charles, he came out of being a recluse into the mm-hmm. into the building to take care of it, right? So Charles developed a morbid fear of germs as oh. a pass as a um obsessive compulsive behavior mm, disorder okay. kind of deal so he, gotcha. he wore gloves all the time and was constantly washing his hands then so after charles moved in sometime after that william limp the third so mm-hmm. some amount of time has passed so we're talking about the junior junior right yeah junior junior died of a heart attack in 1943 at the age of 42 this family doesn't have very good hearts no but we'll get there Ugh. we'll get there okay okay we'll get there. uh the illegitimate child died in the mansion at the age of 30, mm. and he was buried in the Lemp Cemetery. However, he has just a marker in the ground that just says Lemp. Oh, The boy was, baby. like, never given a name. That's so sad. I fucking hate that. God. So shortly after that, in 1949, there's more to it than this, but I left a lot of it out. If you want to okay. know what more happened to it, you can, like, go on the website and read <clears throat> or anywhere and read. Charles shot himself with a revolver in the mansion. Jesus. So that's so we the fourth, have, right? Yes. So that's okay. four. So four of the Lemp family members killed themselves, except for the sister daughter. Mm. The three the three men killed themselves in the house. In the mansion. Yes. Wow. The only person that was left to the Lemp family at this time, because I guess Charles didn't have any kids. Yeah. I, I guess William Lemp the third didn't have any children. Was Edwin. Okay. Who was Will's brother. Okay. So he didn't give a shit about the mansion. I guess he owned it, but he didn't, he just was like, whatever. Still lived in seclusion, but he died at the age of 90 in 1970. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so he's, he, he's like the only one that made it past their 50s. Correct. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Edwin's last wish was for his butler to burn all of the paintings, documents, and artifacts that the Lund family have have collected throughout their lifetime. So all of that shit's gone. Why? Edwin and Charles did not like the family. Oh, and their bullshit. yeah. Okay. And yeah. also, Edwin didn't want to be in the public, right? Like, in the public. Correct. I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, hated all of it. So. Okay. 
It makes sense. So most of that shit's gone. I think there's like a couple paintings left. Okay. That the butler didn't get to because there's still shit still in the mansion to this day. Damn. So yeah. So after the death of Charles, though, the mansion was turned into a boarding house. Okay. Where the hauntings began. Surprise, surprise. Um, but before we get to that, however, in 1975, Dick Pointer bought the house and (laughs) turned. I'm 14. You can't expect me not to make Uh, a big joke. No, no, please never change. Okay, so (laughs) bought the house and turned the building into shut the fuck up. Turn turn the turn the building into a restaurant and in. And an inn, and an inn. So a restaurant and inn after renovating the building. Did it is call the it- same. No, <laughs> shut up. It's just called the Lemp Mansion Restaurant and Inn. You fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, sorry. You good? Do you get yeah. it all out? Are no, you sure? I'm holding it in. It's fine. It's fine. What a way to go. Honestly, <laughs> honestly I didn't even think about the name Dick Pointer until you fucking started laughing. Ooh, is it the dick pointer in? <laughs> I had to. Thanks. Okay, proceed. Need any more? Any more no. jokes? You want to get them no, out? That's, that's the one. Okay. <clears throat> to this day, you can go to the Lemp Mansion restaurant and inn and grab food and even spend the night in the same room that the beer baron slept. Oh, that's kind of cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I like okay. that. Do you want to go? Right, so I want to go. I guess it's pretty fucking haunted. Well, let's let me tell you, and then okay, we'll yeah, decide. okay, okay. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna start with the caves real quick uh, about the history with that and what's going yes. on there. Yeah. So history has it that the caves at the Limp Brewery and Mansion were used were actually a part of the Native Americans before it was taken and colonized. Oof. Usually, Native Americans use caves as sac as sacred ritual places or sacred sacred woo, burial grounds. Okay, I'm following. Ca- yeah, caves are usually big time importance to Native Americans. Okay. We 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 actually learned that in that the 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 place in Ohio. The Belmont House? Ooh, no, no. Yeah. You remember what I'm talking about? I do. Those I can't are, remember the name of it, but yeah. I can't remember the if I think of it I'll board it out, but we learned that they she also the owner of that house also said um, there was Native American caves, and then the yeah. mining company came in and fucked it all up. So caves, don't fuck with caves. They're probably you know important to Special. Native Americans. Leave them alone. Yeah. So there's a local legend that there was a Native American woman who was supposed to marry a chieftain. However, she did not want to, and she and another man that she actually wanted to marry ran away together and hid in what is known as the Lost Cave, which is supposed to be part of this cave system. Okay. The two died in the cave together, cursing the area. Ugh. Charles Lemp strongly believed that the family was cursed for building on top of these caves. Uh, I don't disagree <laughs> that that could uh. be the reason why. Because, I mean, everybody, like, I'm curious if the, the family had any history of stuff like that happening prior to them living in this area. Well, they were in Germany prior to this area, so I have no idea. Yeah. Mm, I don't know either. Mm. Me neither. All right. Oof. So while the mansion was operating as a boarding house, tenants would constantly complain of ghostly knocks and footsteps all throughout the house. Ooh. It was so bad, in fact, that word of mouth of the house being haunted spread like crazy, 
no one wanted to rent from the house, and it actually ceased being a boarding house. Oh, my gosh. That's how bad it was. Oh, wow. Okay. So now it's an inn. While it was being renovated, workers reported full-bodied apparitions, odd sounds, their tools vanishing, and constantly feeling like they're being watched. So much so, some workers would leave on site and never come back. Yowzers. Okay. So for the staff in the restaurant, full-body apparitions will appear along with unidentifiable voices and sounds. Glasses will fly off the bar and the piano will play by itself. Oof. Doors will unlock and lock unexpectedly, plus lights constantly turn on and off. Okay. One of the managers was dusting the bedrooms. Uh, Specifically, she was dusting William Sr.'s room where he killed himself. Okay. She left... Went across the hall just for 15 seconds, she said. When she came came back, all of the paintings on the wall were turned upside down. That's not a great indication of something. <laughs> no. In the attic, where the illegitimate child monkey boy face haunts the attic to this day. Yeah. He can sometimes be seen from the streets peeking through the blinds. And people will leave toys up there. And the next day, the toys are in a completely different spot in his room. Sweet baby. And shit constantly gets moved around up there. Like, not like if it's not something that's a part of the room. So, if you bring something into it and you put something down and you come back to it to get it, it'll be gone. It'll be somewhere else. Yeah. Like, keys are constantly moved all the time. Sweet boy. A staff worker in the attic was checking out some of the rooms and locking up, I guess, for the evening mm-hmm. when she saw a man walking towards her but not looking at her. And the thing that she noted about the man walking is that she could not hear or feel the man's footsteps. She could only... Gross. See him walking. Gross. Mm-hmm. Um, the daughter of the staff of this woman who saw it was also standing there and she uh, apparently could see the man a little bit better. And said that the man had a beard and a tan coat. Nope. No? No, I don't want to identify <laughs> that the man uh. has a beard. I No, that's gross. There's an image floating around the internet, and I actually found it, copied and pasted it into my notes, um, of a woman in white captured at the top of the staircase. Okay. But the photographer said that there was absolutely nobody in the area at that time. And it, awesome. Do you see it? Nope, I'm going to look now. That, okay. Uh, ooh, I don't think I like it. I'm not even there yet. I don't think I'm going to like it. <sighs> Where are we at? This one. Nope. Bottom there of the Okay. Bo- all the way yeah. down. Ooh, all the way down. hi, ma'am. Hello. That's a... It's, it's, like it's a, nice to see you. Yeah, you see a purse, but it doesn't have a face, which is really weird. Yeah. I don't like that. That's not cool. Yeah. Ew. So, there's that. There's that famous picture going around. Um, the Ew. basement is known as the Gates of Hell. That's I, a catchy name. Yeah, I tried to get some like really good stories from down there, even though it's called the Gates of Hell, and I couldn't find anything. I really feel like the Limp Mansion does a really good job on keeping stories to themselves mm. and not publishing them. So you come for the adventure kind of thing, because they also do I ghost stories. I mean, that's stores. fair. Yeah. Yeah. Fair, but it's like, ugh. Yeah. So... One of the Ghost Adventures crew, this is the only story that I got from the basement. Uh, I think it was in the basement. It's either in the basement of the house or the basement of the brewery, but I'm pretty sure it was the mansion. One of the Ghost Members crews went into the basement to check out some stuff. 
as he was going down the staircase, he said that there were just bifocal glasses and he couldn't see the staircase mm-hmm. with his glasses on. So he took the, his glasses off, put them in his pocket. And when he got to the bottom of the staircase, he went to put them back on and his glasses were not in his pocket. That's just rude. So he was like, okay, well, fuck, I still got to like go through here and figure out what we're going to do. So he proceeds to meander through yeah. the basement. He gets 50 yards from where he went to go get his glasses out. He looks down at the ground and he sees an open pair of glasses on the ground. Ew. Picks them up, puts them on, and he realizes they are his glasses. That's mean. I mean, at least he didn't step on them. Right. They weren't broken. Yeah, that could have been a lot worse. There is also another spirit in the house, and I couldn't find jack shit other than like a couple lines about this. A spirit known as the Stinky Man. Oh, that poor guy. Um, no, this no, this as I don't think is a good is a good person in the house. Um, oh. Why it's called Stinky Man? I don't know. Um, Probably he stinky. Is not, <laughs> he's not identifiable. Okay, and that was from a medium that either gives ghost tours in the house or is like frequent flyer of the place. Okay. Because I found a video on her and she only mentioned like kind of like a couple lines and showed a couple like pictures. Um, He's been taken in several pictures and they're on display in the house. And like some of them are really fucking creepy. Um, One of them is a guy who's standing there and like something you would imagine to be like his shadow, like right behind his head. You can see a black mass of like a man in this dude's shadow like no. right behind him and it was f- like it's fucking wild like it is so creepy i was like oh gross no he either appears as his full body apparition or he will leave a black mass in a in just a picture ew yeah no thank you no okay no right. no thank you stinky man in the women's bathroom on the first floor it was it was noted that will had the first free standing shower in all of st louis so you know how we have standing showers today yeah. but like, they're like a they're like a tub but a shower right combo he had apparently standing showers were not a thing but he had the first one in st louis so it's a fancy bathroom apparently Ooh, big fancy bathroom they, shower they yeah they converted it into his bathroom into the women's restroom so oh no women who use that restroom report a man peeking over the stalls I bet he does. One woman who returned to the bar after using the restroom accused two men of peeping at her while she was in there, saying, I hope you two got a good look. The bartender I mean, that's a fair thing to say. <laughs> the bartender confirmed that the two men never left the bar, and it was, in fact, the spirit of Will. I mean, what do you expect if he's, like, going to take a shower or going to go potty? And he gets into his bathroom and he's like, why are these stalls here? Oh, a lady? Hello? Well, he loved the ladies. <sighs> the the woman oh, of the yeah. night, if you will. <laughs> I did forget. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. See, he was a little bit of a <sighs> womanizer. All right. So people report hearing heavy footsteps. Oh, this one's this one. Yeah. This people one report. Yeah. Hearing heavy footsteps running up the staircase and a loud banging on William Sr.'s door. Okay. Can you take a guess? Uh, no. I already told it to you. When William Sr. died, it was Will who ran up the staircase and had to kick the door down to get to his father. No. So that whole event can sometimes be heard again in the house. I don't like that. I don't like that. That one's fucked up. That one makes me upset. (sighs) 
a tour guide said that they heard horses outside of William Sr.'s office. However, when the guide looked outside, saw nothing. The space outside the window is nothing but a parking lot. However, back in the olden times, in the olden days, that was where the horses were tethered. Oh. Ha ha. A paranormal investigator leads paranormal investigations in the house and that you can sign up and go do. She was doing a lock-in in the mansion, okay. kind of like a, like a sleepover, right? She was sleeping yeah. in a cot in the middle of the hallway when she said she heard the men's bathroom door open. She got terrified and put the covers over her head because she knew somebody was up that wasn't supposed to be up. And she said she felt somebody walking around her cot. They stopped. That's gross. Yeah. They stopped bent over and started moaning at her very loudly and she said it was the loudest thing she's ever heard in any investigation and it wasn't like moaning it was like loud dead zombie moaning kind of way yeah that uh nope i'm good that nope mm -mm. she said she was ready to shit a brick practically i could imagine so i uh nope 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 yep the brewery itself so away from the mansion the brewery the brick building is also haunted as shit of course it is so fucking haunted uh there have also been candles found in the building in a ritualistic manner in one of the rooms so it's it is and it isn't abandoned because there's some artists that rent out the building to do shit in there however it's not used at night oh yeah so people will sneak in and do shit of course yeah like they do like they do. The the maintenance man was in one room moving some stuff around when a chair rolled up behind him. No. Stopped and spun around. No, thank you. I don't want to take a seat. That's so kind for you to offer, but no. Another maintenance man was charged by another man in a top hat and a cloak on the second floor. No. The the man in the t- in the top hat was running pretty much full speed at this maintenance guy. And the maintenance guy swung yeah. at, at the guy because he didn't realize what was going on. And he went through him. Yep. And he yep. hit the floor. And I'm, the, nope. the top hat apparition was gone. No, thank you, sir. When the Ghost Adventures crew, because season 10, episode 2, they go to the Lemp Mansion. When the Ghost Adventures crew went there, uh, they had a lot more shit go on that I didn't care to like write it down. But like they kept hearing like... Uh, voices, noises, doors. Doors were slamming shut constantly in the brewery. It was non, non-fucking-stop. The brewery had more action than the house did, actually, which was interesting enough. Ugh. However, when they got to the brewery and they went into the basement and then went to where the cave started, the actual formation of the cave, the natural formation cave, because some mm-hmm. of it was built and then some of it wasn't, they block that off and they don't allow anybody to walk through the cave to get back to the mansion anymore because that's the natural forming cave that oh. they believe is actually cursed. I mean, if you're not going to let bagel bites go through it, that means something real bad's happened there. Correct. Okay. And he, he wanted to bad and they were actually like kicking on the door because like, Aaron was being nice. He's like, I'm going to knock on the door and see if something happens. Zach walks up to it and just starts fucking kicking the door. And yeah, that then sounds you like just, Zach. Yeah. You just hear something behind them just get whipped. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You you hear like a rock, big old rock get thrown and everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't touch our door. Yep. Ugh. Don't do that. Yeah. Nope, so, I don't like that. Uh, 
That was probably one of my favorite episodes because they, you know how Zach always like picks on Aaron. It's like, go in there, Aaron. Aaron's like, no, man, I don't want. Zach and Nick, no, sorry. Aaron and Nick both voted that Zach stayed in the basement of the brewery while Aaron and Nick went back upstairs. And he's like, no, man, fuck you guys. Like, don't leave me here. And they're like, no, 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 it's two, two against one. Stay down here. Sorry, man. As soon as they get out of like walkie talkie distance, yeah zach's flashlight dies and he is in the basement in darkness he goes i don't know where the fuck i am so he's trying to call them over the walkie-talkie and he keeps saying over and over my flashlight died i don't know where i am help me and they can't understand what he's saying and aaron and nick are like he's fine (laughs) <laughs> they go up to, they, they go up to the attic they keep fucking going to the top of the brewery go out of complete contact they're doing their thing up there they're they're getting all into it and all of a sudden Aaron goes Zach's in trouble there's something oh. we need to go back like he's like I got a really bad feeling about Zach we need to go and like this whole paranormal thing like broke out and they end up like running back downstairs and finding Zach it was really that was probably one of the spookiest episodes that they've had it's really fucking good Ooh. Okay, I'm going to have to rewatch that one because, like, I vaguely remember it because I've seen all the Ghost Adventures episodes, but, like, ooh. Oop. Okay. Okay. I my clicker. Okay. Oop. You ready? Yeah. Oh, that, that was it. So I'm ready for okay. yours. That's what that's what that, where my brain went. Um, okay. That was, that was great. Thank you. You're welcome. That was, was that good? Yeah, was that, that was, that was really good. I enjoyed that. Okay. A lot, actually. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Ghost stories are always scarier when they're told by the very people who experienced them. Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Diana. And we're the hosts of the Homespun Haints podcast. We talk to people just like you who've come face to face with ghosts, demons, haints, and other strange paranormal phenomena. All of it makes for a chilling good time. So grab yourself a sweet tea, turn off the lights, and listen to some eerie, true ghost stories on Homespun Haints wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not scared. Are you? All right. So this is mid-roll. This is part of the episode where we do the thing. Uh, oh, we Yay. give a shout out to our Patreon members, but we don't have any Patreon members this week, but that's okay. Um, if you want to help us out, head on over to Patreon and sign up to be a Patreon member. If you can help us out in any other way, if you could leave us a review, rate and review on iTunes, and if you could... Smash that follow button on Spotify and anywhere else you're listening to us. Please be sure to do the thing. Do the thing, because if you like what we do, rate and review. Oh, my God. Okay. Thanks. You, you nailed it, sweetie. Okay. Thanks. I did great. I've been practicing. <laughs> ah, anyways. All right. So tell me what your topic is, because I don't even know what the fuck yours okay. is. Good. This is going to be interesting. So my story is about... Hoyabashu Forest Bless you. in Transylvania, Romania. Bless you. So, thanks. I wanted I practiced you to practice how to I say wanted- it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you to hear my joke. What'd you say? I said bless you. Oh, okay. You blessed me. Thank yeah, you. you, s- you I-, said I appreciate ho- it. No, you said Hoyabashu and I said bless you. Acknowledge <sighs> my jokes, please. I'm funny too. <laughs> uh, that was really good, but I missed it. I oh didn't my understand. god. Okay, I've got I explained it three times. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate yep. it. Yep. Okay. So, Katie, are you in my notes? You are. Good. I okay. am. I'm following so, along. So, I need you to because there's actually pictures. Um, so, anybody that has access to the Patreon or the not the the notes, anybody that can oh. read the notes, please go notes? look at them. 
You have no so, access in the Patreon tiers. I forgot hell about that. Hell yeah. I yeah, always forget about that. Okay, That's okay. So you can see this beautiful, like, the first picture I have is of the trees. And they're super spooky. And there's, they're like, they're not straight trees either, which is <laughs> the first thing you need to notice. They're queer. Yes. Um, <laughs> but not, like, in the fun way. In the, like, really spooky way. So. <laughs> okay. They're not, like, none of the trees in this forest grow the way trees are supposed to grow. Like, let's just get that out there first off. Like, none of them grow straight up. They all grow at some sort of an angle. Like, they'll go straight up for maybe, like, two feet, and then they'll curve in one way or another. And there's no reason for that to happen at all. So. They are. They yeah. literally are. Every single one of them yep. is bent, curved, twisted, knotted, something. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's gross. Cool. So this this forest has a lot of nicknames. My personal favorite is the Romania's Bermuda Triangle. Love it. Uh Uh-huh. It is known as the most haunted forest in the world. Love it. Ah. So Hoyabachu Forest has um is situated to the west of the Ooh, I didn't practice the city name. I done fucked up. No, you didn't. (sighs) Do it. Do it. (laughs) Okay. Um Cluj Napoca? I would take it. Okay, in Transylvania, Romania. So this is like the biggest city that's next to it, and it's literally situated right next to the forest. So this forest is also currently used as a recreation destination during the day. (laughs) (laughs) Emphasis on during the day. So recently, a biking path has actually been added inside parts of the forest, like the ones that you can see outside the forest from, like not deep in the forest, just like on the outskirts, kind of. Jesus, fuck. Yeah, there are other spots within it for paintballing, airsoft, and even an archery range, but all of those are within seeing distance of outside the forest. I would fucking never in my life. You know, let's go play paintball in the world's most haunted fight. Fuck you. How about no? Uh, yep, yep. That's, cool. uh, I don't, I don't mm, here we are. Cool. All right. The forest itself covers about three square kilometers. The forest takes its name from a shepherd who disappeared in the forest along with his sheep. So the shepherd and the sheep were never seen again. That's, that's a lot of sheep to go missing. Yes, that's that's a great foreshadow right there. So the next picture I have comes up here, which is Why? where a lot of the trees, once again, do not grow in any sort of straight manner. Bro, they bro, grow those, in spirals. Those trees are at a literal 90 uh-huh. degrees at the trunk. Yep. That makes no fucking sense. Yep. And each one of those trees is twisted in a clockwise manner. <gasps> uh-huh. Yeah. That's cool, right? That I hate fun. it. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Here we are. So lo- some of the local legends, like those of you that can't see my notes, the reason Katie's freaking out is the trees go up for probably like a foot just straight like a normal tree would. And then they drastically like sea hook around and then go mm-hmm. back to normal. So it literally looks like there's just a sea in this tree. Yep, it looks like a fishing hook, to be quite honest. Like, that's yeah, exactly actually. what they look like. It's gross. I don't like it. Eh. So, lo- some locals who have ventured into the forest, when they come out, they have, like, weird stories 
as like of stuff that happened while they were in the forest, but they also sometimes have like physical symptoms, which include burns, severe rashes, headaches, and even some with high fevers. Nobody likes to go in this forest. Nobody wants to, right? Other people, while they're in the forest, have experienced uh, nausea, anxiety, and then like the feeling of being watched the entire time that they're in there, accompanied with like the failure of any and all electronic devices. Yes, that's it's kind of like a because um, we are I know we're like fleshy and everyone's like, oh, mm-hmm. we're just actually we do have electricity coursing through us. So yeah. we actually I was going to say radiation, but that might not be quite on point. Um, it could be a disturbance in the EMFs in that area. Yes. Which so. OK. You're kind of, kind of, sort of getting there. So is there it, is actually. Is it aliens? Maybe it might be aliens. Okay, it might be aliens. <laughs> so Bagel Bites goes here and talks to a gentleman that is a he's a scientist. I don't I don't remember exactly what he does, uh, but he has like Zach asked him, "Hey, so is there something funky going on with like the geomagnetic field around here?" And he yes. goes, "No, there is no explanation for this via the geomagnetic field." None. Oh, oh, fuck. Okay, that was my that yeah. was my theory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're you're gonna have fun here in just a second. So, are, there have been around one thousand people who have gone into this forest and never returned. Just what? disappeared. Okay, you said it was gone. Three square kilometers, right? Yes. Yeah. It's not that big. Kilometers, two square miles. Mm-hmm. It's very what small. The- mm-hmm. 1.1 square miles. It's yep. fucking tiny. Yep. Wait, wait, a thousand wait, wait, wait. people have disappeared. Don't look wait, at wait. an overhead view yet. No, no, no. If no, you I'm can not. help it. Okay. Square, square, uh, miles, two acres. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's a little bit. It's it's uh 736 acres. Yeah. So I mean, that's, like, it's it's sizable, but like, it's, it's not if, huge. If you kept walking straight, you'd be out of it in a couple hours. Yes, correct. If what you the f- walk okay. through. Okay, okay, go ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right. So the forest itself gained worldwide notoriety in the 1960s when biologist Alexander Sift took a photo of a UFO above the forest. I knew it. Uh-huh. I knew There's it. two photos there. I see them. Yeah, two, two spooky photos. Other things that people see while they're in the forest are... What Katie's looking at right now, um, which can be shadow figures, which is the picture that I have is like some weird shadow figure standing either behind or in front of a tree. Not really sure which there. He kind of blends with the tree a little bit. Other people will see balls of light. They'll see full body apparitions other than the, the shadow figures. They'll even hear disembodied voices or giggling. Yes. It, it looks like a guy in a ghillie suit. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Behind the tree, which is kind of funny. Yeah. But it could, it's, could be. It's still fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I found no. that one. Went, Ew. Okay. <laughs> so some of the local legends that are one, like, my personal favorite that I found was this five-year-old little girl was, like, playing on the outskirts of the forest, and she didn't come home that night. So her parents, like, her whole family went out and searched and couldn't find her, and they kept searching for months, like weeks, months, like a good amount of time. And we're like, she's never coming home. So they finally gave up. 
Then one day, she walks out of the forest, not a day older than when she went in, and in the exact same outfit that had not been damaged, it wasn't scruffy, nothing. It had been five years since she went into that forest, and she hadn't aged. So that's Excuse gross. me? Excuse yeah. me? That's yeah. not that's how any of this gross. fucking works. Uh-huh. That's fucking gross. When they asked her what happened, she had no idea. Like, she had no recollection of what happened from when she went in to when she came out. She was like, oh, no, what? No idea. The whole forest. The whole forest needs to go. It's fine. It'll mm-hmm. just take it out. Ooh. There was another story that I heard of a woman who, like, was particularly fond of, like, 15th century coins. Um, and she had some in her pockets, and she disappeared for years at a time. And then she showed, like, somebody wandered out of the forest, and it just so happened to be a woman that had 15th century coins in her pocket. So the, I only, like, found one source with that, and it wasn't super descriptive of, like, what had happened. So I just thought I would throw that in there, but I don't know the validity of that one. 15th century coins in her pocket. Yeah. When okay. she left and when she came back. Well, as as long as they weren't earrings. That's true. <coughs> pocket 15th century coins is a little less weird than pocket 20th earrings. century earrings. 21st. 21st century earrings. Whatever. I don't know how old they were. I don't know. Could have been from the late 1900s. No, they're... Oh, late 1900s. Fuck off. <laughs> That's when we were born, you asshole. I heard somebody say that, and I got really upset. So now you had to get upset. Now we're even. God. Okay. Ooh. So most of the paranormal activity in this forest takes place around a clearing where nothing grows completely it's not completely circular but it is a clearing where nothing grows no shrubbery no bushes nothing very similar to the devil's tramping ground we like covered that, that same thing yeah that's episode two i'm gonna plug that in right there Woo. go find it listen to it it's great so scientists have done studies and it shows the soil has nothing wrong with it it just nothing grows there's no reason for it a lot of people believe that the clearing is a portal to another world Maybe, because that would explain where the missing people go. Possibly. Cool. Some studies have also shown that in this circle, there is a elevated amount of radiation. Like I a knew weird it. radiation there. A lot of people believe it's probably um, from a UFO touching down. Other people believe that it's a natural uranium source in the subsoil. Not really sure. Okay. There is a legend that I found that kind of grossed me out a little bit that this particular circle was the site where hundreds of peasants were murdered. And that's why nothing grows, because the ground is cursed. Oh. Yeah. If you scroll down a little bit, you can see the spooky circle where there's nothing. And it really is. It's toward the edge of the, the northern edge of the forest. It's just yeah. like this, this big clearing. Nothing there's grows. No- I can literally count the trees across yeah. this forest. There's no reason why people need, are, are going fucking missing in this forest. Absolutely. Correct. Zero. It's, zero It's reason. not that dense. No. No idea why. Ugh. So if you're brave, you can actually spend the night in the forest. If you uh-huh. want. Totally fine. Mm. No. So <laughs> there's a member of a local tour group that was interviewed in one of the articles I read. His name was Alex. And he has done so in the past on two separate occasions. Uh, the first time, like, he completely refuses to do it again now. Like, he's done it twice. He's like, never again. I'm good. So the first time, he and his friends were in a tent, and they were camping, and everything was cool, but they kept being woken up by a very loud hoof noise, like a horse or a large deer. But every time they would unzip their tent and stick their head out, the noise would cease. Just completely stop. What the fuck? Yeah. 
That's pretty gross. The second time Alex tried to stay the night, or, well, spent the night in the forest, because the first time he succeeded, he just didn't sleep very much. The second time, he decided to hammock camp. So, you know, just sleep in a hammock overnight. That's totally safe, right? Because he wanted to know what was causing that sound, and he figured, you know, if in my hammock, they can't hide from me, whatever it is, I'm going to hear it if it makes noise. But his his night was cut short because a a bat flew into his face. But... How the f- uh. why why would a bat fly into his face? That doesn't make any sense. So that's pretty that actually gross. doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. So that's kind of gross. Ugh, crazy. What if it wasn't a bat? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Don't like that. Okay. All right. So the rest of this I got from the Ghost Adventures when they went. So they their first thing they met some locals that like literally live butted up next to the forest so like across the street from their house is the forest i don't know why they live there don't ask i I don't know so they interview this guy um the husband and they're like hey you know has anything ever happened to you that's like weird you know anything that's like sketchy that you could say and he was like well and of course uh they had a guide that was translating from romanian and the gentleman explains that he was outside one night it was like midnight Everything was fine. He was making a fire. He was just hanging out, having a good time, probably drinking, because that's what you do in the middle of the night with a fire, because, you know, Uh. here we are. So so everything was cool. And then all of a sudden, he sees, like, the fire is more red than it should be. So he looks up, and there is a red ball of light about six feet off the ground that has just lit everything up red. And he doesn't, he can't get any further in his story than that. Like, he says, that's what happens and then he won't say anything else. So Ooh. they ask his wife, like, hey, is your husband the kind of guy to, like, freak out about stuff? And she goes, oh, absolutely not. He's never been scared of something before, ever. Like, he is not the kind of man to get frightened. But that night, he came inside, and he didn't talk to me for three days. He didn't leave the house. He refused to leave our bedroom for three days after that happened. Whoa. And here we are whoa i don't like that i don't like that a lot at all no so then of course zach's like oh okay because she won't say anything more than that he goes well has anything ever happened to you in the forest and she's like oh yeah i like to go walking there sometimes shut the fuck sociopath okay so she said one sunday evening she was taking a walk in the forest and she was going toward that circular clearing just out of curiosity because she'd never seen it but she'd heard people talk about it So she was walking that direction, and the closer she got to the circle, the more anxious she became, like to the point where it felt like she physically could not continue forward. So she saw it in her vision, like the edge of the clearing, started to panic, and then came home, like couldn't go any closer than she did. So that's kind of gross, right? Yeah, no, 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 no. So this was part of, this was in season eight, I think the episode 12 like the finale for the season um so they they're in transylvania to like look at all the haunted places so zach and billy split off to go to to the forest so they go in and they hire this guide and they're like hey man you're gonna take us to the forest and he's like i'll take you to the edge and they went okay all right that's fine so (laughs) they, they run an atv and like he drives them there and he stops in the middle of the road and he goes all right here you go And they're like, you're not going to go. And he's like, I'm not going any farther. If you want to go in, that's fine. God be with you. I'm not going. And they're like, okay, that's fine. So they drive on. 
shit. <laughs> they get like um, GPS up to go directly for the fucking circle because, of course, Zach Begobots wants to go see the circle. Right. Who? So they get into the forest and they're driving through. They get to the edge of the circle, park the ATV, turn it off. All the lights go off. They flip their cameras into, you know, the dark vision mode, whatever. Night. Yeah, night vision, whatever. <laughs> the thing is, when it's dark outside, you know. Yep. And immediately, as they're getting out of the vehicle, they kind of stop and stand for a second. And then you can hear drums, like what sounds like drums, coming out of the forest around them. Like, it's not close to them. It's like a very distant sound. But it's very obvious drums. What the fuck? I didn't like that very much. So I had my noise-canceling headphones. I could hear that shit real clear. Ah, gross. Woo. It was a good time. So they go out into the circle, and they start walking around. And, of course, Zach, like, goes off by himself, because he always does. And he gets to the other side of the circle from where Billy is. And he takes a step out of the circle. And then he starts to freak the fuck out. And he yells for Billy. He runs over, and he's like, dude, what's going on? Are you okay? And Zach's like, I, I, and he can't move. He can't talk. Like, he, he looks like he's losing his shit. And then he doesn't say anything. Billy's standing there. And then all of a sudden, the melmeter that he's holding starts going off. Real, real loud. Woo! And underneath it, you hear what Zach describes as, like, a subsonic warble. Which is exactly what it sounded like. Not, like, you'll have to listen to it. It's It doesn't sound like any of the other equipment they've ever used. It literally sounds like... Something else. I don't know how to describe it beyond <laughs> great, that. Great description. <sighs> like, it, it's not It's not a good time. Okay. It's not a good time. So that happens. They hear that. Zach starts to panic, like, hard, like, having a panic attack, breathing, like, freaking out, like, not, not a good time. Which he doesn't panic and freak no, out. Ever. No. Absolutely not. So he jumps back into the circle as the Melmeter continues to fluctuate. And as soon as he steps in, it stops. And he's like, I'm safe here. Everything's okay. It takes him an hour to calm down after that. Like a full hour of him freaking the fuck out and trying to like get himself together. Woo. Yeah. He afterward described it as when he stepped out of that circle, everything in his vision got very sharp and clear. Like the edges of the trees were like crisp. He could see everything. And he felt almost as if he was between living and dead. Like, it was some, like, weird in-between. He 100% thinks that he entered a portal between our reality and another dimension. Like, in that moment. Whoa. That's how he described it. So, that wasn't, that wasn't fun. I mean, that is, that is, like, the, the rumor is yeah. that that's what it kind of is. So, yeah. ugh, no, yeah. no, 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 okay. Yeah, it, 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 he... And like watching him, he doesn't act like that ever. So it was it was it was not a good time. So after he finally like pulls himself together, they pull out the thermal camera and start doing readings all around the outside of the circle because they're safely within the circle. It like the camera works for a solid ten minutes until the whole thing just like malfunctions and refuses to go back to the settings that it was on, and it like goes to the setting menu and like will not move. So like it completely malfunctions and stops working. Nice. Yeah, so they get frustrated, Go decide to like go into the deeper wooded parts, and they're driving on their little ATV, and everything's cool, and then Billy is like, holy shit, what is that? 
and like points over to the side and Zach stops the ATV, turns it off, and they point their camera toward that direction. And straight up, there is an orange ball of light over to the side that they're able to capture on camera. No way. So they see this ball of light on the night vision and then they're like, holy shit, I wonder. And then they flip it over to normal vision and you can see it's lighting up branches in front of it. It's so big and it's so bright. So like looking at the camera, like the camera's looking at it, you can see the branches in front of it and like lit up all around it. And then the thing starts to change shape and get bigger and it gets smaller and then change from orange to red and then red to yellow and back and through. So it just changes those three colors. What the fuck? Yeah, not fast, but like it'll change every so often and it changes size and it gets really big and then it'll wink back and get really small and it does it in a fraction of a second. Like it's it's not a fast thing or like a slow thing. So they keep their camera on that for a while and then they capture the moment that the light disappears and it literally looks like it just winked out of existence. And like they went over that direction and they didn't find anybody. They didn't see anything. And that was the end of their investigation in there. I would have never have gone over there. Absolutely Mm -hmm. not. Yeah. And after they saw the light, Zach turns to Billy and is like, do you remember the guy that lives on the edge of the forest that saw a red light? Yes, It was a red ball of light. Yes, Zach. We all know. In his dramatic voice. He's so stupid. Oh, my God. He's so dramatic. We all know, Zach. Come on. Yeah. So... That was, uh, that's the most haunted forest in the world. Spooky times. I hate it. Thanks. You're welcome. I do think, like, out of everything, seeing that ball of light, like, mm -mm, no, I'm good. Thank you. Are you trying to Uh, learn me to my death? No, I'm good. Come here, kid. I got some candy. I got a red light for you, buddy. I got It's like a laser. You want to come chase it? (laughs) Like a cat. You want to come play? (sighs) Come play with us. Yeah. thanks. Okay. No, thanks. Yeah, good times. I love it. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. Thank you for scaring me with the, the Limp Biscuit Mansion. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> Those are good times. Okay. Are, good we times. Gonna, are we going to close it out? Can we? I think we so, yeah. Are you, yeah. Are you getting yeah. it all out of your system with yeah, I'm Limp done. Biscuit and I'm Dick done. Pointer? Yeah, Dick Pointer in. <laughs> that one's still funny. I don't care Dick, what you say. That one's funny. Dick Dick Pointer. I barely know her. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, beautiful okay <laughs> okay so anyways if you want to check us out some more be sure to head on over to our website at www.hauntherabarelyknowher.com and if you want to engage with us say hi do whatever be sure to head on over to our social media instagram or twitter at h-h-i-b-k-h podcast thank you zoe thanks <laughs> that's my contribution <laughs> you're killing it you're doing great sweetie thanks all right um I'm going to sign off and then figure out what the fuck is going on with my mic. And until next time, haunt her. I barely know her. Red light, yellow light, green light. Hey, hey, you want to play the fire truck game? No. I don't know what it is. Have you ever heard of the fire truck game? No. But it uh, is. It's where you take your hand and then you slide it up up the person's leg. And then you're like, tell me when to stop and say red light. And then the person's like, red light, red light. It's like fire trucks also up at red lights. Wow. Okay. Rude.